Welcome back to What Do You Value? My name is Kenny Mineo, and today I'll be joined by prospect counselor, Mr. Franklin. So, Mr. Franklin, before we get started, I just want to let you know why I start. I brought you on my first time meeting you. I have a friend. His mother passed when he was younger from cancer, and uh, during a football game, actually, he saw that he had a sweatshirt on from a camp that he would go to, and that just kind of spoke to me a lot and made, you, made me realize what kind of person you are and just kind of how you work, and that really stuck with me, and that's kind of why I'm bringing you on today. It's oh, awesome. So let's get to it. Mr. Franklin, what do you value? Well, Kenny, thank you for having me on the show. I appreciate it. Uh, you know, when I was approached with this question, I sat with it for a minute because I was like, wow, you know, we kind of go through life every day, just living life, going through the emotions and not really, you know, taking time to put words to what we do. And so, you know, just to be completely transparent, I really had to like Google some values, to be honest, because I wanted to really find the word to kind of match, uh, you know, how I felt was truly valuable to me. Obviously, you know, I have some values that I have, you know, integrity and honesty, but those things like, was like obvious to me. So I really wanted to put into words something that I truly felt was a good representation of the things that kind of got me to where I am today. And a word that I came across that I think really matches uh, what I stand for is perseverance. And I can go into details about what that all means if you want. Um, but essentially what I thought about perseverance, I'm someone who, you know, I come from a very interesting place in life in terms of like where I grew up and the things that I have had to go through to get to where I am today. Really, perseverance, I think, um, captures all those um, components of my life. And so I would say that perseverance is something that stands out as a core value in my life. So with what you've gone through growing up, would you say that that's made you into a better person now? Absolutely. Absolutely. I would definitely credit, you know, the, the environment that I grew up in and, you know, where I came from as far as like the neighborhood and, you know, where I am today, it all shaped me into who I am. Um, obviously there were times I, it just like didn't make sense as to where I was going to end up and how I ended up where I ended up, but I'm very grateful for it and I have no regrets for that. And so hopefully, you know, my story can inspire someone else in that similar situation or educate others, you know, who probably have no idea what some people go through. How come, did you ever want to be a counselor? Did you just kind of fall into that role? Interesting question. So I knew that I had always been a person who was interested in, you know, offering words of encouragement and advice to other people. And so I knew that I wanted to do something in the helping field to help people, the helping relationship. However, I wouldn't say that I dreamed of becoming a counselor or a therapist. And so when I was in middle school, I dreamed of going to like Stanford to become, you know, a computer technologist, like information technology was my thing and that's what I wanted to do. And then when I got to high school, I quickly got this, this strong passion for science. 
I really loved biology in high school. I can remember having like 110% in biology because I like did all the extra credit. I loved everything about it from like Punic squares to genetics and DNA and all of that stuff. It was so fascinating. And then that's why I made a decision. I wanted to go to medical school. However, when I got to college, that, that, that song quickly changed because I, I learned that high school biology is very different than college biology because you really have to, you know, hone in and on your study skills and really, you know, get the get that down pack in, in order to really be successful. And so, you know, and then chemistry and all I got in the equation as well. And I knew that like, no, this is probably not gonna work out for me. And I think I failed my first class. I failed my first class in college. I had an F in statistics and so I was like, that's clearly not going to work out, so I need to figure something out. Um, and I had to change majors to communication studies. And so that was something that just kind of worked out for me in terms of, you know, what the next step would be in order for me to graduate. And so I changed to communication studies and, you know, that's why I figured, okay, I need to figure out what that looks like, you know. And so communication studies is a very broad topic. And a lot of people is like, what even is that? And I think it's like a conglomeration of a whole lot of things, right? Considering, you know, uh, understanding how people communicate and uh, different theories that align with learning and lifestyles and things of that nature. And you have different um, sectors of communication. And so I went into that. I thought that was interesting. And I was still on the trajectory of wanting to go into healthcare. And so I knew that like, okay, I wanted to do something related to healthcare administration of some sort. And so I was actually the first student, I went to DePaul University, by the way. And so DePaul had introduced a uh, BAMA master's program where it's a five-year program. And so I was the first student that actually went into that program. So I was, felt very special to like have that honor to do that. And so it was health communication. So I started that master's, but then during that time concurrently, I started my first like real job working um, in behavioral health. And so that's Behavioral Health Hospital. I promise all of this will align to where I am today. So I started working in behavioral health, right? And then I didn't know what behavioral health was. I knew I wanted to go into healthcare administration, but the HR generalist was like, we have this cool behavioral health technician position for you instead. So I signed you up for that. And I'm like, okay, cool. I don't know what that is, but we'll figure it out. So I got there and I realized that it was really an opportunity to really, you know, work with um, children and adolescents who were struggling with their mental health and they were hospitalized inpatient. And so that was a really cool experience and that is what triggered, that is what uh, lit my fire, if you will, for, you know, counseling and therapy. And that's when I realized that healthcare, health communication, all that stuff, I really didn't know what I wanted to do with that but counseling just felt right with that. So I did my research, I was still at DePaul. I looked it up, DePaul actually had a clinical mental health counseling program. So I switched from health communications to clinical mental health counseling, and that's how I got into counseling. Dealing with people's problems, kind of being a therapist for them, does that ever take a toll on you mentally? It can. You know, there is this thing in our field called counter-transference. And what that means is that there is something that can trigger you in terms of what someone else may be going through. And there may be things that come up for you 
in talking to other people about their issues or concerns. And you have to really um, ensure that you are taking care of yourself. And that's why, you know, I value self-care a lot. And so there are times where, you know, things can come up with such as counter-transparents. And then also compassion fatigue is something that, you know, clinicians can uh, experience. And so that's why it's important that, you know, you value your time. And so I try my best to really hone in on uh, self-care a lot and really practice a lot of that. What does it mean to you when a student comes to you and they trust you with something like that? You know, I think with the relationship of being a counselor and having, you know, the care of your clients or students, I think that is important that trust is the foundation to any relationship. Because if you don't have trust, you really don't have anything. And so I value when students know that they can come to me and, you know, talk to me about anything. And so I try to make that as clear as possible for them. And a lot of students oftentimes, so when we push to the classroom, we tell students, if I call a student down and I want to like talk to them about something, they're like, why? Is everything okay? And I'm like, do you think you're in trouble? And they go, yeah. I'm like, I'm a counselor. Like, my job is not to impose discipline on you. It's to, you know, talk through situations that may occur to help you and to, you know, along this journey, it's a partnership. And so, you know, I try to instill that in my students. And so I think that being being trustworthy is important and to be open and honest and build that authentic relationship with students, I think is very valuable um, in, order, in order to make sure that the process of being a counselor, um, working with your students is, is important. So trust is definitely a strong component of that relationship. How does it feel when you're able to help a student with whatever problem they might have? You know, it can, it can, it can obviously be a challenge sometimes because I think that for me, if I don't feel that I have done enough for a student or they're still struggling, I kind of struggle with the fact that like, I kind of left that on the table. You know, I kind of left that piece of whatever, the piece of the puzzle that was missing in order to kind of help them along the way. But I, I do feel that as long as a student knows that they can come and we can collaborate. And you know, I have this, I have this thing on my wall in my um, office. It's a, it's a framed quote and it talks about me being your school counselor and how you know I don't have all the answers um, I don't have a crystal ball, but I do have an ear to listen, and you know I'm willing to help you out and care, and so I'm with you, I'm your school counselor. So you say building the trust is really important. How do you build trust with your students? I think I build trust with my students by getting to know them. I think it's important for a counselor to ensure that we are being right human first because the human experience is something that we all can relate to. So I think that is important for counselors to embody what it's like to be a bona fide human, like you and I talking right now. This is real, you know, this is as real as it gets. And I think it's important that I try to show my students that I'm human and connect with them on an interpersonal level. Obviously, you know, 
there are boundaries that need to be in place and obviously respecting those, right? But at the same time, also allowing my students to know like, hey, I see you, I'm with you. I try to be as visible as possible. I try to be as interactive as possible. I'm on social media. I, you know, send my students messages, um, random messages at times too, but mainly just to communicate with them and to let them know like, hey, I'm here. And I know that students don't often go to their counselor first for, you know, a lot of things. And that's, I think that that's just the, the nature of how our profession is. A lot of people, you know, I think there's just a stigma around counseling in general, whether you're a school counselor or a therapist or some, some sort. Um, and so I try to make that known to students that my, you know, I'm a human, I'm here with you. This is, you know, a journey that we all are on together. And I just try to make that, you know, seem seamless as possible. Have you ever really had a student that's like stands out to you, whether it's, you know, they've helped them on their way Kind of tell me about that a little bit. Yeah, um, it's funny you mention that. So, um, I actually had a student uh, last year. Um, he went off to play football uh, for West Point. He's there now, and uh, he's graduated now. So his name is Owen Walter, but he was a phenomenal guy. And so, what I liked about Owen it was the fact that he would come to me if he had you know a concern about something and it wasn't like some like life-changing concern that he had but he came to me because he knew that i was a person that he can go to and so we actually were able to build a relationship over time because of that and he's over at west point now and he still reaches out to me to inquire about things and so i think that that showed that i did my job as a school counselor for him to know that he can reach out to me about anything if he needs to and so that's what makes me feel proud to know that students can come back, you know, and they can continue to reach out if they need something um, related to like their educational journeys that they're on or any like type of, you know, situation that they're trying to navigate um, that I can help them with. Um, that's, you know, that's fine. And so I appreciate moments like that where students can feel that they can continue to, you know, reach out if they need anything. And, I think that, you know, I established trust with him and, you know, we built a good student counselor uh, relationship, which I can appreciate. How did it make you feel when you saw that he reached out to you, even being in college? Yeah, I, like I said, I, I, I just thought that it was awesome that he, he, he knew that he could do that. And that's when I knew that I had, you know, I achieved what I set out to do as a counselor be there for students in a time of need and do the best that I can to know, um, to make them aware that they too can reach out if they need anything. And, you know, I just knew that obviously I was doing something right. So I appreciated that. All right, well, thank you for coming on, Mr. Franklin. Uh, make sure you come back next week. We'll have Mr. Hammerstrom on, a uh, prospect English teacher. Thank you for coming on. Awesome, thank you, Kenny, I appreciate you.